Logan is the chef, Hannah is the philosopher. Together they wrestle through questions like, how much sugar do you add to rhubarb crisp? How has processed eating impacted our relationship with the planet? And ultimately, how do we reconcile food as the inescapable center of our lives? This is the Foodology Podcast. The Foodology Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Logan. (laughs) So, uh, as you may have noticed, I'm Hannah. And I'm Logan. And we are co-hosting the Foodology Podcast. And we are are so excited that you are listening right now. Hopefully Um, you're listening. We don't actually know that for sure, but... (laughs) There's actually no one listening. (laughs) Um, First, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves, some context for upcoming episodes and themes, and why we decided to do this to begin with. So the first thing and most important thing you should know is that we're getting married. Food is actually a big part of our relationship. Yeah, we both really care about food, and we've eaten a lot together, which has been really fun. And we both like to cook. I like to cook Logan more a than Hannah. More than me. Yeah, <laughs> um, but Hannah likes to eat, so that's pretty great. I do love to eat. And we both come from different food backgrounds, but that has helped us bond and learn from each other. And hopefully, you can learn from us in the same ways we've learned from each other as we continue to learn. So that's yeah. the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> um, so a little bit about me. I grew up on a farm and grew up helping in the kitchen a lot. So I knew how to cook and do various cooking things from a young age, which is pretty great once you're out on your own and need to cook because then you know how to do it. Um, And yeah, we also had a garden and animals. So seeing some foods from their planting. From birth. From birth or from their planting (laughs) to, you know, through harvesting and or butchering and eating (laughs) fresh things. It's all very good stuff. Yeah, and I guess I just really want people to see the value in exploring different types of food. Um, In our household, we didn't really eat a lot of steak and potatoes. Um, There's a lot of foods from various countries, Indian food, we had a lot of Indian food, Mediterranean food. Um, Still your favorites. Yes, those two, love those. Um, And then also a lot of like, Taking leftovers from various meals and combining them into new meals, um, not letting any food go to waste, especially when you're growing your own crops or raising your own animals. Um, just seeing the value in that food and keeping it and using it for as long as possible. So yeah, I come from a very, I guess, food creative background and see the value in food. And I also really love to eat personally, um, and I love to cook, and so. I don't see cooking as like a chore, but as like an art and something to be enjoyed. It's a great summary. 
Um, so my background with food is pretty different from Logan's. Um, I also love to eat. I love new restaurants. I love trying food at restaurants because I don't have to make it. <laughs> um, my food upbringing is complicated. Um, I think one of the main things I learned was that food is just a vehicle for nutrition. It's a way to get vitamins or calcium or protein or whatever instead of seeing it as art or creativity the way that Logan talked about. Um, life would even be easier if you could just eat a bar every day that had all the nutrients in it and you'd never have to eat again. And so food is kind of seen as a hindrance or an inconvenience, a challenge to have to surpass in order to have a healthy body. And I think that gave me a pretty unhealthy relationship with food, both on the extremes of what's the point and having kind of a resentment toward food and eating and also an over, an over-exaggerated sense of unhealthy eating as a form of self-care. So I found myself at 17 with an eating disorder and didn't really understand how to have a healthy relationship with food. So I want to see food, and I want other people to see food too, including myself, as deeply relational and spiritual, that uh, food... There's more to food than just a vehicle to get nutrients. If that was all it was, then we just, God would just have made IVs for us to put in, in ourselves and to just get nutrients that way every day. But instead, we have to make our food with our hands and we have to grow our food. And we find food to be most meaningful when we share it with one another. And I think to have a conversation about food that doesn't also talk about the emotional, spiritual implications of food is to kind of miss the point. So that's going to be a huge part of my focus on this podcast. Um, Logan's huge strength is all the nitty-gritty cooking details, and mine is more um, dealing with almost psychological, spiritual, sociological reflections on food and the way it impacts us. Um, So... I'm interested in seeing food as part of a larger picture of holistic health rather than just a way to get nutrients. Um, There's a larger picture, so. Yeah, and I mean, all that to say, neither of us are experts in either of the areas that we are focusing on. I am not a professional chef, even though that would be a life goal. Um, and I'm not, not a philosopher. I am an almost sociologist, though. That's true. So I am almost certified. <laughs> um, but you're also not like a professional oh, no. food critic. Oh, of course not. Or anything like that. So we could find incorrect things or say incorrect things, but I feel like oh, yeah. the discoveries we make on our own journey could be helpful to our listeners. This is us just inviting you into. What is going to be a huge process for us as we figure out what works in the context of marriage and relationship and eating and also our personal journeys with food and eating. We come from really different backgrounds and different places as far as our attitudes toward food and toward eating. So a lot of the topics we're going to hit on will further emphasize the differences that we have on those things. So hopefully you'll be able to find something that you can learn from or resonate with from one of us whatever the topic might be. Especially as we're in a pretty transitional season here, going from being engaged to being married, going from 
living at college or in parents' houses to living together, trying not to eat out as much for financial reasons, just lots of new era of life things that will affect food and how we eat. Um, yeah, so we'll see what we find. We don't know yet. Yeah. But you will know when we do. <laughs> Before we move on to our next topic of discussion, I wanted to ask you, um, what is your favorite food and your least favorite food? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, and then I'm going to answer when you're done. Okay. Uh, favorite food? Are we talking like genre of food or like... Meal. Meal. That's kind of hard. Uh, and your um, least favorite. I like pretty much anything with curry. I'm not going to give you a specific meal. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I like pretty much anything with curry. I like things with a little spice or zest. I really like salads. I've been you like eat- salt. I like salt. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of salad this summer um, with various toppings, so that's pretty good. I just like food a lot. All sorts of food. You're very so, food adventurous. I can't really give you a specific meal that's like my favorite. Okay, so what's your least favorite? I mean, I don't like green olives. It's not really a dish. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like things that don't have enough salt in them. <laughs> that's I'm <true>. not <laughs> I'm not crazy about most desserts. I don't really have a sweet tooth. Yeah, he, or it's, his sweet it's tooth more is of a, non-existent. It's more of a selective sweet tooth. Like, I like dark chocolates, which I guess have some sugar in them. But yeah, like, I'm not crazy about ice cream. I don't like most cakes. I don't really like frosting. Most desserts are just that too sweet. It makes me so sad inside. I do like a good chocolate pudding, though. So, But yeah, I can't give you a specific meal for either of those. I like eating too much to narrow that down. We're going to get to this when we do our episode about dieting but I wanted to share this before I forget I went out for dinner with some really dear friends last night it was so great and at one point we were talking about eating healthy and obsessively eating healthy which some people do and uh, one of the people there who I admire deeply said that uh, oftentimes the people that are the healthiest in their eating Um, are sometimes the most unhappy when they're unwilling to bend the rules sometimes. I thought that was really profound, Um, and it's something I think about a lot. And so it's it's not really on topic very much with what you just said, (laughs) but it came to mind when you were talking about not having much of a sweet tooth. I was thinking about that. Of course, you eat a lot of dark chocolate, so I'm not talking about you. but (laughs) But that was something that she mentioned, and we'll get to that more when we talk about diets and dieting rigid diets versus lifestyle changes yeah and uh, I think that's a really significant one when when your diet gets in the way of having meaningful and celebratory moments with food which kind of does lead into our next section of this podcast it does but I'm going to answer our question my question first oh that's right (laughs) thanks for forgetting about me it's fine that was such Um, a great transition I know sorry So, we'll get to it in a second. So, Hannah, what's your favorite and least favorite foods? Well, first, my favorite is pretty easy. Uh, Anything pasta, it can have sausage. It it has to have salt, pepper, and basil at the least. Um, And ice cream. I'm... Every single person who knows me well knows how much I absolutely love ice cream. So, that's, like, maybe the most marked 
trait of my eating habits. And then my least favorite um, is really hard to say. As far as cuisine goes, my least favorite cuisine is probably Mexican. I really want to like Mexican food. And I do really love tacos. But beyond that, I pretty much don't really love any other specifically Mexican dish. I love some good Mexican food. I know. But I mean, I can say that about pretty much any type of food. (laughs) As long as it's good, right? Yeah. Um, My least favorite food, I'm going to say something you really won't like. Oh, no. It's probably going to be pickles. I really don't like pickles. I mean, that's fine. I know you really like pickles. Okay, I only like some pickles. I like (laughs) dill pickles, but bread and butter, like sweet pickles, are literally the worst. Why would you do that to a pickle? I also don't like cucumbers. so I do like cucumbers. And on that note, <laughs> let's transition. We went on a road trip. We did. And we ate some excellent food. Yeah, pretty good food in multiple different states. So we're going to go through and list all the meals we ate, where we ate them, and then we're going to rate our favorite top two. Why don't you take us off with the first meal, Hannah? Thank you, Logan. So our very first meal was in Atlanta, Georgia, which uh, we had eaten after about 14 hours in the car. We were very hungry. We almost didn't go to Atlanta. We were staying in the suburbs, and we were trying to decide whether or not to go drive an hour into downtown to find this restaurant or to just go somewhere, maybe a fast food restaurant, but close, and we could eat quicker so this was at like seven o'clock at night. We were pretty tired. We weren't gonna make it to the restaurant until eight, so we almost gave up. But then, Logan, being the more determined of the two of us, said, "No, we must persist. We must go." So we went to Pont City Market, which I found on Instagram. Sidebar for a pro tip: if you're looking for good restaurants to visit in a city you've never been to, find places on Instagram by searching the city in the search bar and you can come up with either Instagram users or locations and more people have posted Instagram photos and anything that attracts your eye you can click on it figure out where it was or touch on it depending on how you're using Instagram and then go there and pretty much every single restaurant I've ever found through Instagram has been pretty successful so I highly recommend as a strategy to find restaurants on that note I found Pond City Market through Instagram. Hashtag Foodology Podcast Pro Tips. <laughs> um, so we went to Pond City. It's really beautiful on the inside. It's um, kind of like a refurbished or restored factory, but replaced with like a bunch of small shops inside. It's like an indoor market, basically, with a lot of restaurants. Uh, there's like a gelato place, some bars. There's some clothing stores around too, but we went obviously, for the food, and found this great Italian restaurant called... Mm -hmm. Bellina Alimentari. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it in Italian, but we're going to botch a lot of these pronunciations, so I apologize in advance. But that was the place we went to. It was Italian food, and Logan ordered... Well, our appetizer was patate al forno, which was roasted fingerling potatoes, garlic, and rosemary. It was decent. It was really good. Logan really liked it. Um, I like small potatoes in butter, so... I'm ambivalent about anything that's not a sweet potato. So this, as far as, like, non-sweet potato goes, is pretty decent. Kind of ambivalent about sweet potatoes, but... 
Agreed to Potato, disagree. potato. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For Logan's main entree, he ordered a matriciana, which was bucatini pasta, spicy San Marzano tomato sauce, smoked pork belly, and parmigiano. How did you feel about it? I really liked it. My one caveat was it was a little small, the serving size, but I also eat a lot, and this was kind of in like a nice place. So I feel like in nicer places, they usually give you less food for some reason. Also, um, so much of it is made in-house. All the, right. all the noodles are made in-house. The sauce could have been made in-house. Probably was. So the portion sizes are smaller and a little more expensive because everything is made in the like in the restaurant but it's so worthwhile it was it was amazing. it was really good it was a little spicy not like i don't like spicy but i love spicy and had a little bit of spice so i was happy about that and pork belly is basically to my untrained eyes it just seemed like bacon and i love bacon so i actually wasn't i was a little surprised of bacon in pasta i don't know if i've had that before like bacon in a red sauce like sausage to me i don't remember I think I'm pretty sure it was bacon in like a red sauce, which seemed different. I believe you. I just yeah. Seemed like a new thing, so maybe I'll have to try it sometime. Sausage to me, but yeah. And I ordered Casio al Pepe, which is Parmesan, Romano, salt, pepper, linguine, and oil. And for such a minimalist dish, um, I do sound like a food critic when I say that. Um, (laughs) it was pretty, pretty amazing. I mean. It's very understated. It's not the most glamorous thing on their menu. It doesn't even have meat in it. Um, but it was really so good. I mean, I loved it. And I'm not even a huge cheese fan. Sorry, cheese lovers. I know America is filled with them. I am not in that party. But I did really love this dish, which is cheese dominant in flavor. <laughs> so, pretty great. After our trip to Atlanta which is possibly my favorite city on the trip. We'll, we'll see. Atlanta's pretty cool. I would go back. To be determined. Then, after spending a weekend in Florida for my friend's wedding, we st- stayed with my brother for a few nights. And while with my brother, he took us to Grill's Seafood, de- Seafood Deck and Tiki Bar, where Logan ordered shrimp Cuban with marinated pork, shrimp, and provolone cheese topped with grilled zesty special sauce on Cuban bread and pressed. It was pretty good. I'd give that like a 9 out of 10 as far as sandwiches go. Wow. But I mean, I love a good sandwich. Now, so. what's the dominant flavor in that sandwich? Is the it zest. the pork? Is it the sauce? Is it the cheese? It's probably the sauce. Okay. It's a zesty sandwich. Is it like a zesty like mayonnaise? Or like a ranch? I, honestly, can you ballpark a little bit? Can't remember. Zesty is surprisingly ambiguous. I honestly can't remember what the sauce was like. It tasted like I would imagine something that's Cuban would taste. Hence the name, I guess. Um, <laughs> I kind of liked the shrimp and the pork together. But I like shrimp and I like shredded pork. So, And I like cheese and zesty things. Pretty much filled with things that you like. Pretty much, yeah. And I ordered fish tacos, which were California style with a tropical twist and catch of the day. And I can't remember what the catch of the day was. There's a good chance it was mahi-mahi. I remember it being pretty 
average as far as fish tacos go, and I think the fish was a little dry, so it wasn't my favorite. It also wasn't the worst. I was also distracted the entire time, feeling completely miserable because I had gotten the worst sunburn of the entire summer, in the last two summers, in fact. Um, so I was sitting there in misery, too much in pain to really enjoy my food, and I honestly think it kind of ruined that restaurant for me, the sunburn. Sorry about that. I don't think the dish could have done anything better to improve. I think I was just miserable. I think I had a bite of your fish taco and do remember the fish being a little dry. But also, it wasn't my favorite fish taco ever. So, I'm not a huge slaw fan. I'm pretty sure that taco had slaw on it. I do like fish tacos with slaw. I can't remember why I didn't like those fish tacos. It might have just been the sunburn. There's no way to know now. What is the best fish taco you've ever had? I had a pretty great fish taco at Milwaukee Tacos in Libertyville, yes. Illinois. I think the best fish taco I've ever had was at Bakersfield Tacos in Indianapolis, where we went uh, before we yeah. went to your very first concert. Yes. What was that? St. Paul and the Broken Bones. St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Look them up. They're pretty good. And we had tacos beforehand. And Did I like those tacos? I, the tacos I had there were excellent. I don't remember if I liked those or not. I don't think you got fish. I think you got something else, like pork. What? I don't remember. Maybe. I remember you not liking yours as much as I liked mine. I don't remember if I liked yours or not. Might have been too sly. Yeah. But anyways, I had some decent tacos, fish tacos at California Pizza Kitchen the other day. Cal- Pizza Kitchen? Really? Yeah. They serve fish tacos? Uh, they serve one fish taco. Well, it's three fish tacos, but <laughs> okay. one style of fish taco. So. All right. Well, we also got drinks at Grills. I ordered a Grills margarita with 1800 Reposado, Reposado, Cointreau, and Grand Marnier? Marnier. I, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, I found out I hate margaritas. No blame on grills i just can't stand the salt and also the taste of the actual drink was just too strong for me i am not a strong alcohol fan so it was just too much i think if it wasn't if it was more flavored if it wasn't a classic flavor i would have enjoyed it more maybe um i've heard great things about strawberry margaritas but mine was a classic and i just did not like it at all you could almost say the margarita assaulted her tongue with all the salt but Oh, God. Okay. Logan had Beachside Lemonade, which was made with Jack Daniel's Honey. And lemonade. Pretty much just a spiked lemonade, and it was pretty good. It was a little too much honey for me. I tried it. It was a little too heavy on the honey. Yeah, I don't know. I remember liking it. You did like it. I just was not a fan. I'm, in general, I am pickier than Logan. Pretty much widespread. Alcohol... Well, not it's always true. alcohol, but always food. I am. You very, like more alcohols than, than I do, but you're way pickier on the food side. It's true. So after we stayed in Melbourne, Florida, um, we made our trip up to Pennsylvania, and while we were on our way, stopped in Raleigh, North Carolina, where we ate at City S I T T I, a Lebanese restaurant, where I ordered chicken kebab which was grilled tender pieces of chicken marinated marinated in yogurt, garlic, and lemon juice. And Logan ordered kafta kebab, which was ground beef and lamb seasoned and grilled. It also came with rice, 
some vegetables, and we ordered and split a Moscow Mule, which is vodka, freshly squeezed limes, ginger beer, and ice. Our favorite mixed drink currently. Our current favorite mixed drink. We've actually made it at our house several times since then. I don't know if it's been as good as it was at the restaurant. We had one time where you made it that felt very vodka heavy. I'm not a professional bartender as of yet, <laughs> so we also, don't, yet. we also don't have copper mugs, so that could be part of it. That's true. Half the fun is the copper mug. Right. I do remember about, I think your chicken was a little dry that time, wasn't it? The chicken it? was a little dry. I did like the rice. I liked my kebabs you quite a bit. You liked your food more than I liked mine, I think. But I do love Mediterranean food a lot. Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, you know. I think I made chicken marinated in yogurt a week or two after our trip. So uh, Yeah, several weeks after we came back, we were responsible for dinner. They were also kebabs, too, made, actually. And you made chicken, uh, kebabs, chicken kebabs marinated in yogurt. And I remember them being dry. Yeah, the, the I, ones I, we made at the house. Yeah, the ones I grilled. I mean, they were dry. They be- were not dry. I thought they what? were better than the ones we had at the restaurant. Really, oh, I'm honored that you. The would only think thing that. I didn't like about that meal, we had that meal with with chicken kebabs, and but uh, the sauce for butter chicken. But oh, yeah. for some reason, we put too much tomato in it, and it was very tomato heavy, and that kind of ruined it. Yeah. So the chicken was so good, but the sauce was just, I mean, I I own it. The sauce was my responsibility as a part of that menu, and I screwed it I up. I mean, I told you how many tomatoes to add, so. That's true. You did. But it was too many. I kinda, but now we know for next time. I sometimes fly by the seat of my pants when I'm cooking, and it makes a fun time. Yes. Logan's philosophy on recipes is that they're all just suggestions. Right. I mean... When I asked for one teaspoon of cumin, I add a little more. <laughs> Live on the edge. Yeah. Add some cumin. Go, add some cumin to your life today. Go right now. Just pause the cumin. podcast and go add more the cumin. Rest, the, the seasoning that will make everything better. <laughs> I actually don't really like cumin that much. <laughs> I love cumin. Anyway, I really, really like curry powder. I also love curry. I really like thyme, surprisingly. Time's okay. I don't like rosemary very much. I only really? like rosemary when it's combined with thyme. Rosemary's pretty good. Rosemary and meatloaf is pretty good, actually. I don't like meatloaf. Well. <laughs> On that note, we have two more meals to analyze. Washington, D.C. is where we stopped after rally on our way to Lancaster. Lancaster. I can never pronounce it right. We ate at Bus Boys and Poets, which was half restaurant, half bookstore. Really cool place. Highly recommend you visit and check out. The bookstore itself is really cool, but the restaurant was okay. Also, I thought it was pretty cool. The The design was very cool. The, the meal itself was just okay. My sandwich was pretty good. Yeah, Logan ordered a Cubano, which was pulled pork, ham, Swiss cheese, dill pickles, Dijonese, and ciabatta bread. I don't generally like mustard, but that Dijonese wasn't too bad. Yes, I'm the mustard fan out of the two of us. And I ordered tomato pizza, which was fresh tomato, fresh mozzarella, and basil. And the lesson I learned from this experience was I have got to stop ordering pizza at restaurants that are not pizza places. Living in the Chicago suburbs has made me a huge pizza snob. And I just can't afford to go to restaurants in the hopes that they'll have excellent pizza when they're not a pizza place. If it's not there, 
job to make pizza, then they often just don't know how to make it. And I just need to accept that. Yeah, that pizza was a little cheesy. I'm not as much of a pizza snob as you are, so. It's true because you're from Michigan slash Oklahoma. Wow. And the pizza there is just pizza. Why don't you move on to the next meal? (laughs) After we stayed in Pennsylvania, we and we went to another good friend's wedding. We made one more stop before heading back straight to Chicago, which was in Columbus, where we ate at Brassica. Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. In case you Ohio. don't know where Columbus Not is. Not Columbus, Indiana. It's amazing. When I'm in Indiana, when I'm in Indiana and I tell people I went to Columbus, they're like, Columbus, Indiana? I'm like, no. No one knows where that is. If I'm going to say Columbus, it's clearly Ohio. Is there a Columbus, Indiana? There is a Columbus, Indiana. What? I did not know that. But no one knows where that is, or cares, for that matter. The only Columbus that matters to anyone ever is Ohio. I mean, there could be some great restaurants in Columbus, Indiana. If you've never been, you can't judge it. Don't judge a town by its name, Hannah. That is really great advice. Thank you. So we ate at Brassica. Do you want to talk a little bit about Brassica, or do you want me to? Uh, Brassica is like the Chipotle of Mediterranean food. Um, so basically you go in and tell them, yo, I want a bowl or I want a pita pocket. And in my case, I chose a bowl and Hannah chose a pita pocket. Um, and then you get all sorts of toppings on it. You get meat and some vegetables. I think there was rice in there. Um, probably hummus. I honestly do not remember all the toppings. They were great. There were so many options. You don't, you don't have to get everything. I think I got almost everything, though. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And then when I was eating it, I tried to taste a few of the things on their own. And the they were they were pretty good. It's amazing. Yeah. The way they cook their meat, it's so tender and moist. Sorry, people who hate that word. And I just, like, could have eaten just a bowl of the meat itself. But on top of it, you have, like, spiced carrots, pickled cabbage, hummus, all these really delicious fried onions, like all these really delicious things. You're just like in heaven. It's so, so good. So if you're ever near a Brassica, you should go. I don't know if Brassica is a chain outside of Columbus, Ohio. But uh, if you're ever in Columbus, Ohio, make sure you go to Brassica. Yeah. Retweet that. So Logan, out of all of those places, what were your top two favorites? I'm going to have to say, in no particular order. In particular order. In no particular order. <laughs> that Brassica and City were probably my favorites, which are pretty similar food types. But I do like that kind of food, so. I'm going to say my first favorite was the pasta. Bellina. At Pont City in Atlanta. It Georgia. It was amazing. There's only one Atlanta anyone cares about, Logan. And my second favorite was also Brassica. Brassica is really good, if you can't tell. Brassica is incredible. The moral of the story this episode is go to Brassica. And also Atlanta. Yeah. Well, downtown Columbus is pretty cool, too. Downtown Columbus. Brassica is in downtown Columbus. So well, if they yeah. go to Brassica, they have to go to downtown Columbus. Okay, that makes sense. It's a win-win scenario. Well, if you and go to Atlanta... while you're at Brassica, make sure to stop right across the street at Jenny's. That's an ice cream place. It's Hannah the loves best, ice cream. It's the best ice cream place on the God's green earth. 
and, and you if all you, should go. And if you go to Georgia, to Atlanta, you should definitely go to Pond City Market. And there are a numerous number of options of places to eat there. I did have gelato also while we were at Pond City Market. And the gelato was also a- exceptional. So you really can't lose. Either restaurant is also paired with great ice cream. There you go. What more can you want in life if you're Hannah Schaefer is food and ice cream? So true. And on that note, this has been the first episode of the Foodology Podcast. You can follow us online to, uh, to learn more about our food eating and see more of my food Instagram photos at Hannah Schaefe, H-A-N-N-A-H-S-C-H-A-E-F. That's my username on Twitter and Instagram. And my username is at Logan J. Evans, L-O-G-A-N-J-E-V-A-N-S. Logan Evans. You know, people misspell Evans more often than you would think they would. E-V-E-N-S. Yeah, maybe. Oh my gosh. Um, But I'm that on Instagram and Twitter. Um, And if you want to tweet at either of us, feel free to do so. Hashtag it Foodology Podcast. You can also email us with any concerns or questions or topics to cover or great restaurants you found at foodologypodcast at outlook.com. Yes, share your food knowledge with us. We are happy to hear it. If you have suggestions about episodes for the future, we would be we would love to accept them. Leave us a review or an email saying, please, dear God, make more of these. My life has changed. And we will do our best to make more. And on that note, see you next episode. Hear you next episode. You'll hear us next episode. Hear us next episode. Bye-bye. Foodology Podcast theme music is by Jazar. Check him out on freemusicarchive.com.